0: Chapter One of Bill Bolton and the Hidden Danger by Noel Sainsbury. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter One, Through the Window. Bang! 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 Bill Bolton, startled from a sound sleep, sat up in bed. His room was pitch dark. For a moment or two, he listened to wind whistling through trees and the swishing pound of a heavy downpour lightning flashed in the bright flare of a summer electrical storm and through open windows he saw rain in steel rods lashing the darker night crash bang bang thunder that's all said young bolton and lay down again crack bill was out of bed in a jiffy he heard the unmistakable ping of a bullet as it struck the rainpipe by his farther window crash bang this time he dropped to the floor and lay still the second shot smashed a pane in the upper window sash and knocked over a copper water-jar that stood on the mantel sending it rattling to the floor that lad said bill to himself is perched in a maple wild shooting too even in the dark i wonder what in blazes he's aiming at he crept on all fours to the window and knelt before it bringing his eyes level with the sill crash crack bill winced with the thunderclap came a ball of red fire it struck a large northern maple shot down the trunk and vanished into the turf below the spreading foliage for an instant trees shrubbery and lawn were illuminated with red light bill caught a glimpse of the flower garden beyond broad lawns and a group of figures standing on the drive near the stone wall that separated the bolton estate from the highway he plainly saw a man drop from the big maple to the ground then as he sprang to his feet and leaned out of the window the glare was gone and black night shut down on the world again reach down and give me a hand bill the muffled voice came from just below who is it bill spoke in the same cautious tone it's me charlie evans i'm hanging on by the ivy and this leader but i can't find anything above me to get a grip on okay boy let me get hold of your wrist that's it mind you don't slip the ivy has been cut away from the windows Bill pulled, caught Charlie beneath his shoulders, and lifted him over the sill. Get out of their line of fire, he ordered. As quickly as possible, he closed both windows and pulled down the green shades. A moment later, he found the wall switch and flooded the room with light. Charlie, a round-faced, red-headed boy of twelve, still sat on the floor. He was soaked to the skin and breathing heavily. Bill gave him one look and disappeared into the bathroom. When he returned, he brought a glass of water with him. Charlie grabbed the tumbler and drained it in a few gulps. That's the berries, he wheezed. Got another? Soon, too much in a hurry will make you sick. Are you hurt? I mean, did those guys wing you? I take it that you were the target they aimed at. I sure was, Bill, but they're rotten shots. Gee, I've had a time of it, I tell you. Can't I have another drink now? i've been running ever since they punctured the tires and i'm dry as an empty well all right but take your time drinking it bill followed charlie into the bathroom you may be dry inside but those clothes of yours are soaking wet get out of them and take a good rub down and put on that bathrobe on the door if i'm not in the bedroom when you're through wait for me there i'll be back as soon as possible he went into the bedroom and from there into the hall a nightlight was burning at the foot of the staircase thunder still rumbled in the distance but the storm was passing over bill ran lightly down to the lower floor for a second he hesitated then went into the library on his right and shut the door behind him the room was on the same side of the house as his bedroom he went at once to a side window and pulling up the shade a couple of inches peered into the night for a time he could see nothing then as his eyes grew accustomed to the darkness he made out the shadowy forms of six men in a group on the driveway near the house while he watched they separated and one walked back to the entrance the others took up positions behind the trees that lined the drive queer muttered bill they evidently think he's coming out again he pulled down the shade and went upstairs charlie was curled up in an armchair wrapped in the bathrobe that was at least six sizes too big for him well what's up he asked as his tall broad-shouldered young friend came into the room they're posted along the drive gee we'll never get out of here tonight grumbled the youngster suppose said bill you start at the beginning and tell me why we have to leave here tonight what you're doing here in connecticut all about it in fact Well let's see charlie yawned prodigiously i don't know where to start you don't have to start so very far back prompted Bill, we came up to new york from washington together a little over two weeks ago we sure did after you got that medal pinned on you by the president gosh i never thought i'd shake hands with the president of the united states and have him tell me i was a hero before all those people too it was swell maybe you thought so bill smiled wryly. i didn't ah say what's become of osceola and the two heinies i'll tell you the dope later never mind that now i want to know how you happened to land in new canaan at this time of night and chased by a gang of thugs who don't mind trying to pot you what's the big idea oh all right all right keep your shirt on charlie yawned again after the big doings in washington mother and i went up to our summer place at marblehead dad didn't come with us he stayed in boston let's see today is tuesday wednesday morning interrupted bill with a glance at his wrist watch it's after two k racked well last friday night mother got a telegram from dad telling her to send me up to clinton maine why that's the berg near Heads harbor where we got the flying fish and the antonia exclaimed bill in surprise yep that's the dump well mother didn't want to let me go alone but i went just the same dad said in his wire that nobody should come with me of course mother had a fit but dad had said it was important anyhow i got to clayton saturday night and dad met me with a car at the station he told me he had bought a house near the shore so we drove over there is the house anywhere near twin heads yes it stands back from a small cove about a mile south of the heads baron von heimskirk's old quarters at the other end of twin head harbor are about three miles away through the woods i guess and say bill that sure is some queer house why what's wrong with it oh the house is all right a big barn of a place but dad has it locked up like a prison there are solid wooden shutters to all the ground floor windows and he keeps them barred day and night we got in through an underground passage from the garage that does sound queer who else was there nobody dad's camping out in that house alone naturally i wanted to know all about it what did your father tell you not a darn thing he told me not to ask questions said the less i knew the better off i'd be sunday night somebody tried to break into the place dad fired at him through an upper window but the man got away i think it looks as if mr evans were hiding from something or somebody bill said thoughtfully it certainly does acquiesced charlie but i couldn't find out a thing he wouldn't let me go out of the house alone the whole time i was there funny business when did you leave monday night that noon after lunch dad told me to turn in and go to sleep said he had a job for me that night he woke me up for supper and afterwards he told me he wanted me to fetch you up there he said tell bolton i need him need him badly Say that I know he will be going back to Annapolis in about a month, and I hate taking time from his holidays, but tell him that this job won't take long and that I believe it will be even more exciting than that Shell Island business or the affair of the flying fish. Bill slapped his knee. I'll go. This is my lucky day. What do you mean, your lucky day? My birthday, kid, that's what. Many happy returns, grinned Charlie, and yawned. How old does that make you? Seventeen, replied Bill, and he too yawned. That's the nerds, sighed Charlie. I won't have one for four years. What? Born on february twenty ninth? Yep. Ain't it the limit? Bill laughed. Too bad. But did your father say anything else? Heaps About how I should drive to get here i was to drive all night go to the copley plaza in boston and sleep there tuesday tuesday night that's tonight i was to leave there at eight and take the post road to darien from there on he told me exactly how to find your house lucky he did i'd never have reached here after those bozos held up the car otherwise where was that just inside the new canaan line near that flying field i was making that right turn when a guy jumps into the road and holds up his hand what did you do gave her the gun of course but i missed him charlie said ruefully then two or three more of them started shooting when the tire burst i went into the ditch the car didn't turn over so i hopped it i kept in the shadows of the trees it was raining and black as your hat anyway soon a car passed me going slow didn't see hide nor hair of the bunch again until he climbed your stone wall then i ran smack into him you did surest thing you know we played hide and seek round the grounds then i saw your open window the storm broke about that time kind of upset them maybe anyhow i made for the ivy and well you know the rest good boy bill smiled and slapped him on the shoulder any further instructions from your dad he said we were to start back at once drive to boston sleep there tomorrow and drive up to maine tomorrow night he told me to hurry said that every hour counted and to bring along osceola if he was here the chief and my father went to new york for a few days they won't be home until the end of the week they may go to washington too some business connected with osceola's seminoles i'm alone here with the servants well it's too bad but we'll leave a note for him gee i'm sorry osceola would be just the guy burst up like this but how can we make it bill take one of your old man's cars mine is a wreck down by the flying field we'll do better than a car pronounced his friend my loaning is stabled in the hangar Gee, the amphibian that's right now we'll hunt you up some clothes get some chow leave that note for osceola and take off charlie jumped up from his chair but how can we how about that gang outside ask me something easy bill suggested and started to dress chapter one